Hey everybody, welcome back to the Time Pass Podcast. This is your host, Ashika. Thank you so much for joining me today, you guys. If you haven't done so already, please like me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Time Pass underscore podcast. And check out the YouTube channel where you can watch all the episodes of the Time Pass Podcast. If you are an auditory listener, whatever listening platform you are using to tune into the Time Pass Podcast, please make sure that you are liked, followed, or subscribed on your listening platform of choice wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, you guys, I have an interesting topic here. And I would have to say this all sparked... Uh, because yesterday I was at Golden Sky, which is a huge country music festival. And I was there with my bestie and some other friends. And here's the thing. Country music there. I like country music. I'm very diverse in my music selections, but there's a lot of cute men's at the country music festival. And so there were a couple times during the festival when we were just hanging out, you know, my foot, oh guys, my foot is shot from being at the festival all day yesterday and night, all day and night. Probably not a good idea to do that when you're still healing from a broken ankle. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Anyway, there was a few times during the festival where we would just take breaks and sit so I could rest my foot. And Fabian would notice, he would like, be like, hey, there's this guy checking you out and he's like staring at you. And it was probably like once and then I could kind of look and I'm like, oh, whatever. And then he said it again. And then like we would notice it again, like I'd be walking by and somebody would just smile and nod or something. And he was like, okay, and I was like, you know what? I don't care. But because what I've found is that men will stare and admire from far away, but what are they doing about it? Like, they're not doing anything about it. So that means absolutely nothing to me. And then I started thinking, and I was like, I am not the only woman I know that's, like, independent, got her shit together, you know, okay-looking and single. And I started thinking, and I was like, why are so many like successful, I don't even want to say good looking because that's an insult, but like successful, independent, smart, intelligent women, single. And then I started thinking and I was like, there also seems to be a plethora of single men. So why is everybody single? Why are we all single? And why are there so many of us? I'm going to start with the women and I'm going to start with Something that we hear a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and that is, is that, and I hate this, but I'm going to say it because we hear it so much and it's such a stereotype, such a cliche, but it's you look intimidating. I'm sorry, do I look intimidating or are you just intimidated? Like, that's not a thing, but I used like three different articles in this episode. I'll link them in the show notes so you can read them for yourself, but it is one of the reasons why uh, this particular article cites that a man may not approach you. And it's not so much as that like you look intimidating as in like scary, but it was like the way a man will feel. So if a man comes up to you to talk, um, 
is he going to feel less confident about himself in your aura, in your space? Because when we connect with people, when we talk, it's eye contact. You're in their space and it's reciprocating energy and being interested. And y'all, I have been told before that I give a lot of eye contact and I do. It's just I want to look you in the eyes when I'm talking to you. Male, female, it doesn't matter. I am going to stare into your soul so that I can see what you're all about. It's just the way I communicate. I like to make eye contact with whoever it is I'm talking to. And when men are nervous or some people just aren't comfortable with eye contact, they're not able to hold it. And that is what is intimidating to them is if they see a confident woman and then they're like, oh, I, I, I can't. I can't communicate with her the way she's communicating to people. That could be a reason why the intimidation um, is in here. The other thing that I see is it's like there's a fear of success. So it's like, yeah, they can have a crush on you for weeks and months and then never tell you. And sometimes they do tell you and they ask you out and you go out on that day and you have a good time and it becomes overwhelming for them because now they have someone who they feel is like the prettiest girl in the room and now they have a need to perform, right? How can I keep her engaged? How can I keep her impressed every day? How can I keep her attracted to me, accepting of me, all of this? And it confuses men and then they just stare at you and they never say anything because, yeah, they like you, but they don't know if they can maintain a long-term thing with you, if they have what it takes to, you know, do that. Something else is the classic, it's not you, it's me. They look at you and they're not able to approach you confidently because they're nervous and they don't know what to say and they don't have the confidence to hold a conversation. And it's sad because we hear that a lot, like a lot of men aren't confident enough to approach a woman when they find her attractive out and about. And it's, it's sad because, you know, if you did approach her, maybe you would realize that she was also interested in you. But a lot of times men won't approach because they lack the confidence, the fear of rejection, the fear of maintaining uh, something, like kind of like impressing a woman over and over again. There's so much to it. And furthermore, <laughs> what we now know, like let's take the men out of the driver's seat a little bit, but there are more single women than ever. Um, in the year 2000, there were 26 million singles in the U.S. By 2020, that number had grown by 16 million to include a total amount of 36 million singles in the U.S.A. So a lot of single people, what is happening is for women, right, there seems to be a lack of educated, available men. And for the men, like I just said, uh, they don't know whether or not we like them. So they're not approaching us. And part of this is, you know, there's another article on medium.com and it was like, did feminism destroy the dating game? Because 
The article basically goes on to say that men are fearful. Do they open the door for you? Will they get yelled at because they open the door for you? Or will it be accepted? Will it, you know, they don't know what to do and they don't know how to behave. Like, am I being too alpha? Am I being too masculine? Like, what is it that this woman wants? And then the problem is, is that women, you know, there's less men than women. That's, uh, you know, a given. And then what's worse is that for every four women who graduate college, only three men do. So now there's a 25% gap in educated men. Medium.com. Check out the article. I'll link it in the show notes. But there's a 25% gap in educated men. On top of that, we already started out with less men than women, period. So what happens? What ends up happening is what this article suggests is that when there's a plethora, a surplus of men and not enough women, uh, we see a lot of monogamy and back to traditional dating styles because women have the choice and they're going to go with whoever treats her you know, the best way. But when there's a plethora of women and not enough men, what we see is a lot of hookup culture, conquests, a lot of, it's, it's very liberal, it's less cons, uh, monogamous, and women are treated more like sex objects and conquests rather than romantic love interests. And I guess there's a way to learn what's happening. And I think a lot of women out there are doing this, myself included. Do I want to be in a relationship? Yes. Am I going to entertain somebody who is not as driven as me, not as educated as me, not as motivated as me? No, I'm not. Sorry. It's just not going to happen. And that is what women are doing. Women are now learning that, yeah, there are a lot of us, but we're in the driver's seat here. You don't want to be monogamous with me? You don't get to be with me. You don't have access to me. We can start denying access to men who behave these misogynistic conquests on a bedpost type attitude and treating women like sex objects just because there's more women available than there are men. We don't have to say yes to these men. We really don't. And we can wait for the man that treats you right. Now, in all my single years, I would have to say there's probably only one man that I've ever spent time with who has probably treated me right. And that's also something like it, it gives me hope kind of after I spent time with this man um, and it was last year. And after I spent time with him, it kind of gave me a little bit of hope. Like, you know what? What I'm looking for is out there. It's out there. And I'm just looking in the wrong place because I was giving access to myself, access to, of myself to these men who had that hookup culture mindset. And it's like, you, I am in the driver's seat. I have to control this. And then when I found that person who was like giving me everything I needed, it was like, oh, okay, this person does exist. I'm away for him. I'm away for him. I'm not gonna, Tom, Dick, and Harry can kick rocks and go find another woman who's into that hookup culture. Ain't nothing wrong with it, no judgment. I'm just saying. It's not what I'm looking for at the moment. So now, kind of hearing all this, it was really interesting to me that in August, Psychology Today put out an article by Greg Maddows, and it was about the rise of lonely single men. 
And what is happening is, just like I said, there are so many women who have it together and have everything going for them, emotionally available, intelligent, smart, beautiful, whatever it is, but they're single, right? Some are choosing to be single because, hello, we're gonna wait for what we deserve. But now there's this rise of lonely single men. And what is it? It can be traced back to the previous article about the 25% gap in education for men. And it's like the standards that women who have their shit together now have for men are higher. Like women aren't gonna put up with your inconsistencies. And out of, it's interesting. So remember I said that there are more, more women, single women than there are single men, right? However, how is everybody meeting and dating? Dating apps, right? We love them, we hate them, all the above. On dating apps, 62% of dating app users are men, which means that on a dating app, a woman has more opportunities than a man does. And what men need to do is address their skill deficits in order to have a healthy relationship. And what's happening is there's so many standards now and women are just, they don't want to put up with this bullshit. They do not want to deal with men who have poor communication, ghosters. They don't have healthy self, like self standards and they don't have any emotional intelligence. Or if you don't have, you don't make an emotional connection, like women don't want to put up with this, which is leading to more men who have that mindset of being left out in the cold and not being, you know, a thing. And that's not, it's, you know, it's not on purpose and it is sad because there's probably some great guys out there who have just been in that mindset of, oh yeah, there's so many women, so many women out there and I can just do whatever I want and hook up and don't have to worry about anything. And then there's probably also men who are nervous and then they finally meet someone, but you really need to work on yourself. And so what men need to do is realize where the standards are for them for quality, emotionally available women. And the standards are high and they need to look inward to see what they can do to fix or meet, not fix, because nobody needs to fix themselves, but what can you do to meet those standards, right? Like like you would at a job. Like what can you do to meet those standards? They can go to therapy where they can talk about, you know, their feelings, address address the gap in skills. They need to learn to value their own world and learn how to communicate more effectively. Like the, you know, women don't just want somebody, like I told you guys, I went out with that guy on that first date, like first date, intelligent, educated, everything a few weeks ago, the first dates in colorism episode. He's lived everywhere, but he just wasn't like, number one, I didn't like his insecurities. Like he was wearing his insecurities like on his sleeve and I felt so bad for him, but he wasn't really emotionally available. Like it didn't feel like not emotionally available, but emotionally intelligent. Like I, I don't, want to talk about those things that he was talking about and it was just like it felt like there was no depth to what we were discussing right so it was a huge disconnect for me 
And I think men can work on that. They can work on their communication skills. So then when they do get the courage to ask out the amazing, independent, beautiful woman um, that they want, how do they keep her? By being emotionally intelligent, by having depth in their conversations, by becoming more mentally healthy, like mental health. And what it when you can share those ideas of intimacy and romance and form an intelligent emotional connection, then a woman is gonna think that you're worthy of her time and effort. And I think it's a weird situation, right? So there's so many women that are available and and smart and intelligent and they're single and why? Because of this dating culture, this hookup culture, you know, they're looking for that something different. And then what this other article in Psychology Today basically said is that there are there is an increase of single single like lonely lonely men. Literally, the article is about an increase in single lonely men, and it's because they can't meet those standards that these women have. And it's like, how how long is this going to go on? Because all that's going to happen is you're going to keep getting more single emotionally available women who are just like doing their thing and loving their life until that right person comes along. Meanwhile, you have all these men who are like, why, why, why can't I find someone? What are you doing? Like these women who are single, like they're happy. Like they're living their lives. They have amazing social lives. They may be dating casually to get their physical needs met, but they're they're happy with their lives. But men, they're just kind of sitting there and they're continuing this, you know, if they are engaging in that casual sort of thing, they're continuing in there. But if they're like lonely, they need to focus on themselves. They need to fix themselves. And I'm not saying women don't need to do that. I know plenty of women, myself included, who had to take time out to work on myself and become emotionally intelligent, become emotionally available. And y'all, I would say I'm still... I am so unavailable. It is sad. Like, remember I told you guys I got back on Bumble, right? I will straight up match with people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're cute. Let me match with them. And I'll match with them. And then life happens. And I've sent a message and not gone back for like three days. And then I go back and I'm like, oh, hey. And they're like, you blew me off. Fuck you. Like, that's what people think. Like, that's what people think. And it's like, I... (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if I really am available or have time for someone, but I come from the school of thought that when you find the right person, you'll make time for them. And I also think that sometimes like, especially for me when I, okay guys, I think it's in my head, but I just dating app culture is just I'm so not about it, but you know, I was like, okay, I'll try Bumble just cause I'm like home and not really dating. But when I do match with people on there, like I'm, you know, you get like that ego boost, like, oh, okay, I matched with this person, but I'm not excited about the connection because I kind of feel like I know where it's gonna go. And that's so sad and it's wrong. And it's not the way to look at dating apps at all. Like I talk about it all the time, like be open be open. But I think in the back of my mind, like, I'm just like, oh yeah, okay. We've been on a dating app. Like 
how good is this really gonna be? Like I already have that sort of negative connotation associated with it. So I think it does push me to behave the way I do and not pay attention to it. Like I don't even have my notifications turned on. So yeah, if I match with you and then I'm like, oh, let me send a message. You'd think I would turn my notifications on so that I would know when this person got back to me. No, I don't do that. I just wait until I remember to check the app again and then by then it's been too late. So I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot here. I just think that I'm just not a fan of dating apps anymore for myself and where I'm at right now in my dating journey. Anyway, I digress. I don't know where I was going with this, but I got off onto this tangent. But um, yeah, I just feel like we've got to do something. We've got to figure this out because I, that article in Psychology Today was from August of this year. So like two months ago, right? We're in October. Yeah, two months ago. There's this study about men that are single and lonely and how that number is rising. And we all know that there's so many women out there who are fantastic and they're still single. And it's like, why? And it's like, because it's not the right person. So, I mean, women, I guess what we could do is, I don't know, I, I, maybe we could give more men a chance for that second date if that first date doesn't go well. But like I know for myself, like I usually know within like a minute of meeting somebody whether or not I see this going anywhere or not. Unfortunately, I feel like I'm a really good judge of character. First impressions mean a lot with me and I can see that. And it's just not, it's just not enough. Like having that guy who's gonna be like, oh, you're so pretty or you're beautiful and then not do anything about it. Like you're gonna lose interest. It's like, bro, like, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> this isn't going anywhere. Like, mm, if you're not doing anything about it, I'm not interested. Like, not interested. And in order to help the men out, I guess what we women can do, and I have done this, um, is make the first move. If you see somebody that you're attracted to, you make eye contact, you catch them looking at you. We know that men, apparently, can't figure it out when we're interested in them, ladies. So, maybe we can approach them say hi, send a drink over. We've talked about this, you know, and it, it kind of uh, counter counteracts that question of feminism, right? When the guys are so nervous, they don't know what to do. Should I send her a drink? Should I go up? Should I open her door whatever? So by you approaching a man, it kind of takes that question out of his head. You know, does she like me or not? So that is something that women can do. You know, if we see somebody that we're interested in, maybe we should approach them. I just know like yesterday I was like I was saying I was telling Fabian I was like oh I'm not interested because they're not gonna do anything and I just I'm just out of I'm at a place right now you guys <laughs> I'm just at a place right now where if one more person tells me that I'm pretty or beautiful I'm gonna fucking scream I really am because it's like yeah um uh, yeah thanks like thanks what what else do you have to say <laughs> what else do you have to say because I'm I don't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. Anyway, sorry, I don't mean it to sound like I get it told all the time, but you know what I mean? Like I want the action behind the words. I just don't want the words. So to me, it's just like, I'm so tired of listening to people say things. So tired of listening to people say things. What are you doing about it? <laughs> That's where I'm at. And <laughs> That's probably where a lot of women are because a lot of men right now, they want to put make minimal effort and try to get with you. And it's like, nah, buddy. 
like maybe a less mature uh, a woman, younger woman would be down with that, but a lot of emotionally mature women are, are not looking for that. They, they know. We've all dated that fuckboy. We all know what that's like, and we've all decided that we don't want it again. So we're not going to invest our time into somebody who is not showing us that they are not that. All right, you guys, what do you think? Do you agree with why I say here today uh, there are so many, why there are so many single women who are just staying single? And do you agree with the fact that there are, there is a rise in single lonely men due to this factor? Because I do see that happening. I can totally see that happening. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you today. It was an interesting episode, just something that kind of fell into my lap, and so I wanted to talk about it and see what your thoughts are. So if you haven't done so already, please like me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Time Pass underscore podcast, and make sure that you like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please, if you enjoy listening to the Time Pass Podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could share this episode with at least one friend, uh, a single person perhaps who you think would find this episode amusing. I would love to hear your feedback and just share it with them. I think that would be the best thing you could possibly do for me. All right, you guys, whether you are single, dating, emotionally available, not emotionally available, into the hookup culture, you do you, stay authentic to who you are, and I will see you next time.